we twitching? High mystery. You're having that dream again. Naked mm. at school. Oh, you get a test. Point. You get a test put in front of you and realize, oh man, I'm stoned as fuck in this dream. <laughs> the test has all these questions like, who is Dr. Raphael Machulam? Who's Jack Herrera? Willie Nelson, Tommy Chong. Okay. Who's Keith Stroop? Steve D'Angelo? Jane West? Lester Grinspoon? Lori Ajax? Wait a minute, who's Dana Beale? Mortal Kombat characters? You'll <laughs> never be able to get through this test. It's a nightmare after all. Just mark all C's. Straight must down be, the line. Must be time for another episode of High Mystery. That's right. It's a podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries of the universe. Today will be a little bit different. <gasps> huh? I'm Colin. I'm Ariana. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Yeah, uh, we've got some weed to smoke. We've got some stuff to talk about today. Usually we focus on the mystery side of high mystery, but today we're going to be doing a little more focusing on the high side of high mystery. If you didn't know those names at the beginning, uh, everyone I mentioned is important in modern weed historical context, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Today we got to talk about the weed that we're smoking. Nice. So it's like a double high mystery. We're gonna get high and then talk about highness. People yes. that got high. Exactly. How, how we were able to get so high in this day and age. <laughs> I've got a high hemp uh, banana goo wrap. Uh, inside I've got uh, Union Electric Electric Souffle. Oh. It's got twenty four point six two percent THC. And it has 0.06% Sebedak. Sebed. Sebedak. I have got also a banana goo high hemp wrap inside. It is packed with uh, this Harvest brand um, premium cannabis. It's Calva Great Kush. Mm. Calva. Harvest and time. It is uh, 38.5%. THC. Yeah. That's the total. total that's the total, total cannabinoids for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob always has a hard time interpreting these jars. Let me see it. Clearly, that's the total <laughs> cabana boys. It's all, it's all faded, but it says THC 38. No. Oh, you're right. It does boys. actually. Really? It does. I don't, it was my understanding that 35% was the cap. The genetic I mean, impossibility. I, I don't know that I believe what they're saying, but it does say <laughs> that. It does. Okay. It says right. THC 38.55%. We'll never doubt your ability to read a little camera. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I've, I'm pretty ingrained in the disbelief of Ron's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have to keep convincing people that I'm not crazy. It does have a nice rainbow jar. Yes. I like this jar. Um, I have the twisted hemp wrap, which is different than the high hemp wrap. Okay. Better, in my personal opinion. To each their own. <laughs> to each their own. They're very, very similar. They're both they hemp, so they're both great. preferable yes. wraps. The, I, I think the only difference is that the high hemps are a little on the drier side sometimes. I will not even argue that. I will say I even like the dryness. Oh, okay. Because sometimes when they're too wet, I can't handle them as well. Mm -hmm. If they're too dry, I just lick them a little bit. Yeah. They're nice and pliable. <laughs> But Freeze. don't they get uh, three in a package? Four. Four, Four in a package, yeah. whereas Rob and I are getting two in a package. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same price point. Rob and I like the uh, crutches. The or yeah, the crutches that are... They come with it. Yeah, yeah. the filters, if yeah. you will. That's yeah. the one I was looking for. I just think the crutches that they come with are too big, and it takes too much room in my blunt. I'm like, <laughs> it needs to be about half this size. You can pull them down, you can also cut them in half. That's yeah. true. Or He's got I'm you there. I, mean, I could, or I could just, <laughs> you know, get four wraps no, no, no. in a thing and my own crutches. That I, could, <laughs> I could make yeah. any size, any shape. Anyways, inside <laughs> these uh, wraps, I got GMAC. GMAC. And that's got 19.50% uh, THC. And it was harvested in uh, February. 
Uh, today we have a new special edition here on High Mystery. We are doing important historical figures who got ripped. Yeah. Speaking of getting ripped, shall yeah. we? Or are we doing one at a time? How are we doing these these days? Oh yeah, we're doing them one at a time. But it's time to light that blunt. If you're at home and you have something to get high with, please join us as we partake. Same if you got somebody to get high with. <laughs> Pass that blunt around. <laughs> yeah, don't be the guy who just smokes weed and yeah. doesn't even offer it to him. Blows it in their face and then just stares at him. So today we're talking about <laughs> historical figures. Everybody I mentioned at the beginning would be considered like the more modern influencers of marijuana culture. I'll just go through them really quick. That's right. Originally we got like what George Washington, I, I, who had like fields of marijuana. We'll get into that. There's, I do there's... know two. So you mentioned Jack Rare and Tommy Chong. I know those. But everybody else, blank. It's like a wind tunnel. Well, that's, you know, just speaks to you not absorbing information, apparently, because we did an episode where we talked about each and every one of these people. <laughs> it was a highlight on every single one. They're not who I'm talking about today. <laughs> I'm just mentioning them in reference. Oh, okay. Because we already covered them. Oh, Rob. <laughs> Rob Stone. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. My apologies, listener. No, you don't apologize, Rob. <laughs> if you forgot like Rob did, it's totally fine because I'm going to tell you who they are really quickly. Uh, Dr. Ralph, Raphael Machulam is the guy who's basically separated THC, CBD. He's the modern father oh. of that concept. Okay. Oh, I remember that. Jack Herrera opened one of the first dispensaries ever. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a very popular strain name. Yep. Willie Nelson has long been an activist for marijuana. Mm -hmm. He's a musician. If you don't know who he is, oh, I mean. Yeah. Obviously. You live under a rock. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Chong. If you don't know who Tommy Chong is, again, you know, classic duo, Chicha Chong. They made weed what it is today, more or less, in pop culture. By the way, shout out to uh, my co-creator, Troy Guthrie of uh, the High Mystery TV show. He's actually filming a Cheech and Chong documentary right now. Wow. Currently, Currently right in now, 29 as Palms. we speak. Yeah. Why are what we up, just... Troy and Cheech and Chong? Hey, yeah. Troy, why aren't we following you around right now? <laughs> <laughs> he said he would try to put in a good word for High Mystery. Okay. Troy, so. don't, don't let us down. <laughs> I love you, bud. We love you, yeah. <laughs> uh, Keith Stroop is the creator of Normel, which is the, we know it probably today. Chili. Huh? Chili? That's horm That's hormone. That's hormone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Normel is an organization that has fought for legalization and things like that for the past, okay. you know, as long as I can remember, since the 70s, 50 years. There's a website nice. now that clearly outlines all your laws in whatever state you're in. So if you're not sure how much, you know, you can take on your cross-country drive or whatever, you can check state by state wow. how legal you'll be in each place. And I've done exactly that. Awesome. That's a great tip. It really is. Yeah, for sure. They have their competitor, Abby Normal. <laughs> the next five are more modern. Uh, you'll have to look them up to know exactly why they're important. But in one way or another, they have either lobbied for marijuana or they were made the new, like, overseer of marijuana legalization in the state. But their names are Steve D'Angelo, Jane West, Lester Grinspoon, Lori Ajax and Dana Beal. Or just go back to our episode where we talk about them. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for your service, though. Thank yes. you for pushing the legislation to make it so we're not all thrown in jail for some bullshit. So those are the important people we have to give credit to today. But we're going to go back a little further and talk about a lot of other people through time who have been notably smoking weed. Yeah. Let us go back through time, <laughs> time, 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 time. <laughs> First on our list, Billy William Shakespeare. Hell yeah. That's right. Oh. I mean, no surprise that the father of modern theater smoked a little weed. Right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know he had his ears pierced, too. 
Yeah. At least one. The left just side, like, like, you, a, babe. like a G. What? That looks just like you. <laughs> yeah, Tristan. It's like a like carbon this beard? copy. This guy. You're not wearing your earring anymore, but if you had your earring. <laughs> oh, I think I just figured out who I was in a past life. <laughs> Billy Shakespeare. Yeah, I literally stole all the stories and made them my own. <laughs> so obviously, most people know who William Shakespeare is. He lived from 1564 to 1616, Common Era. Uh, and after his death, researchers have recently discovered traces of marijuana on clay pipes at Billy's home yes. in Stratford upon Avon. I actually I mean, remember seeing this in the new, like the story in the news when it when they like discovered these pipes or whatever. I, I vaguely remember this. And you did like a little cheer at home. Yeah. There, so, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, you know. Like he say they're smoking weed. People are telling him these like fables and stories is like oh this would be so sick like watching it play out yep boom <laughs> well not only that but like uh any theater artist is prone to touring traveling so he was with the kind of people who went everywhere and saw everything so it only makes back uh makes sense that they bring back the best thing yeah. on the planet which is weed exactly <laughs> Uh, he wrote in a sonnet about a noted weed. So he allured, er, like, it's in his work a little bit as well. I so. wish I had known that because in high school, you know, like when you do drama class, everyone's got to do a sonnet at some yeah. point, you know? So I would have loved to have done that song. I did one about, like, sleeping or something. I wish I had done the, the one where he's smoking weed. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I can't remember my sonnet either, but in college we had to memorize one. We did too in high school. I can't remember though. The whole point was for it to be so ingrained in the in you that you wouldn't forget it no matter what. Yeah. That you'd like be in the shower thinking of your entire sonnet. Because then we did a bunch of exercises where you had to remember your sonnet as you like became a monster. Oh, that's great. As you went through like an entire obstacle course. Anyway. Sounds like a fun exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, college theater, I can't endorse it enough. Don't waste your time with biology, kids. Or just get together <laughs> with your friends and do that. Trust me, take it from me. They don't care about your degree anyway. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. Follow uh, your dreams. <laughs> I concur. Follow your dreams and money will follow. Uh, next on the list is Queen Victoria. Oh. Yes, obviously famous British monarch, lived from 1837 to 1901 Common Era. The Victorian era is named for Queen Victoria. Mm -hmm. She's the second longest running uh, monarch in Britain. Wasn't she like known for her fashion or whatever? Yeah, I mean, she's the whole reason that corsets were a thing. I wonder if like... There's any secret pockets like stash pockets, and then oh, right. <laughs> if nothing else, then nature's oh, pocket. Look at this. You know? I love seeing her picture. Look at her. She definitely smokes weed. She would. <laughs> she wouldn't need a secret pocket though, being she the queen. That's true. I mean, <laughs> she probably smokes that shit out in the open. She was. Could actually... you imagine the royal bong? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the royal jewels you think you've seen something cool right come down the hall yeah. <laughs> it's just really like typical chuck stunner stuff like all, all around <laughs> it's like a pink floyd uh poster yeah. somehow has a black light before it was invented <laughs> yes, yeah <laughs> uh she was actually prescribed marijuana uh -huh. for her menstrual cramps by her doctor sir j russell reynolds who wrote Marijuana is one of the most valuable medicines we here possess. Yeah, right. concur. Yep. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. 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 Yes, doctor. Doctor. <laughs> You'll see that's kind of a theme. A lot of this is medically based, naturally. Yeah. Naturally, yeah. Next on the list, we have someone who hits a little closer to home. It's President James Monroe. Okay. Oh. Rob, which president is he? Do you know? He's the fourth. Oh, so close. Third. Fourth. Fifth. Fifth. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not the third. But <laughs> from 1758 to 1831 Common Era, the fifth U.S. president, and he was also the minister to both Britain and France. In his time, minister, like being the minister to France, uh, that's apparently when he started getting into hashish. Yeah. And in his book, The Great Book of Henry Rowan Robinson, uh, he wrote that Monroe was introduced to hashish in France and continued to smoke 
until he was 73 years old. Damn. And did he stop because he died? Or? I feel like 73 is old as fuck for that. For that period, period. Yeah. 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 And I'm not I'm not totally sure how... Uh, That's why know. I was like, did he just stop because he died? Or It also might have been that he like also smoked tobacco for so long that it was like, I really gotta stop smoking. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, was no I distinction. There's like weed cut with tobacco or vice versa. Is hashish sure. hash? Yes. Okay. It's like a condensed... Okay. Smushed form of... Yeah, absolutely. It's basically uh, what we think of as crumble or hash today. Yeah, okay, like a concentrate. Exactly. Just not made as, like, scientifically or whatever. It was just more, like, smushed and the crystals pushed into each other. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they made it back in the day, but I would assume it was some kind of tumbling system Mm -hmm. because that's, like, the easiest way to do it. Okay. Next on the list, rather than an individual, we'll be talking about the great Egyptian pharaohs. Oh, yeah. They best be smoking weed. That (laughs) that makes sense. They (laughs) utilized absolutely everything around them. So if there was a plant that was discovered that had all this good shit, you know they were about to use it. So this would be, I would assume, I don't know, I don't know your list. I mean, I did do the pictures, but (laughs) I would assume these guys would be the oldest people to be found smoking weed. Yeah. On the list, at least. They're basically the oldest culture that gives us a proper record. You know, I don't, I didn't find out if there's like a a weed leaf on a cave drawing anywhere Mm -hmm. or something like that. Or in your like last mystery, the chattel huke or whatever, they could have been, they could have had like some bongs or. Yeah, but they didn't, it wasn't noted anywhere or anything. So as far as we know, this is definitely the oldest culture that regularly use marijuana and that there is some kind of record of them using marijuana uh, from 3100 BCE to 322 BCE. So way fucking long ago. Uh, They apparently use cannabis in many different ways for religious purposes, for textiles, for depression, for glaucoma, for hemorrhoids. Apparently uh, it was actually written of and spoken of in the Ebers Papyrus, one of the oldest known medical texts. See? <laughs> and it's good for our dreams. It's the miracle plant. That's, <laughs> that's why they hate it so much, because it's, true. it's so useful in so many different aspects. Right. How are we going to push all like, of our shitty pharmaceuticals? Yeah, well, not only the pharmaceuticals, then you're going into, like, uh, textiles, you're going into rope making, mm-hmm. you're going into, like, all these other industries, so it's like... It loses it, them a lot of money. Yeah, that's what hip purveyors have been saying for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Traces of cannabis have been found in the remains of various mummies, including (gasps) Ramses II. He's He's the big cheese. (laughs) Um, Are you going to talk about Jeebus? Jesus himself? No. Oh, well then, I'll I'll just say quickly. Jeebus is recorded to have, uh, he was the anointed one, and so he would go around anointing people with oil. Yeah. And there are uh, texts where they found basically the ingredients to said oil. Okay. And one of the main ingredients is like 200 shekels of cannabis. Okay. Nice. Along with like myrrh and frankincense. uh, frankincense. Like some other essential oils and Um, stuff. I think like cinnamon. Is one of them too. Okay. Tristan has actually made this anointing oil. I don't know if I would did it to the correct specifications because I didn't right. know how to convert shekels or whatever. But he used weed oil so, and then you you know yeah. all the other ingredients. I made yeah, yeah. I made weed oil with yeah. uh, olive oil because that's what it said it was comprised of. It was like an olive oil, and then I got some myrrh and some cassia and some cinnamon and whatever it said. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't know if the ratios were right, but yeah. the ingredients, said ingredients were in there. Was it smells it? delightful. It does smell I, delightful. I mean, it sounds like you couldn't go wrong with that mixture. We basically use it, well, you can, you know, anoint yourself with it, like right. put it on your skin or whatever, but you can also like burn it in like with a candle lamp, you know, where you, there's like a candle underneath it and you put the oil on something and it basically just like burns it off into the air. Right. Like aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. It smells very nice. It does smell very nice, yeah. I like that when it's getting cold out and you put on some, like, mulled spiced wine or something like that. It's just orangey and cinnamon Mm -hmm. throughout the house. Mm -hmm. Next up on the list is Hua Tao. Mm. 
He is from 140 to 280 Common Era. Okay. Uh, he's a Chinese physician and surgeon during the Eastern Han Dynasty. And look at that forehead. Yeah, he's got a solid forehead. It's full of knowledge. This guy too. Well, are you is saying my forehead? Jeez, Tristan, is there full, anybody full of knowledge? All that knowledge. He has a huge third eye, is what it is. Yeah. He is a very Look awoke individual. It's just like your mustache. <laughs> That's just because I also have... You're Asian. Yeah. My Korean bloodline makes my mustache look like the Fu Manchu, for sure. <laughs> you know, producers out there, search no further for your next... Watt <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll do a, a past life regression and I will become this man for you. He's Chinese, by the way. Yes. <laughs> not Korean. I'm yeah, Korean. He's exactly. Chinese. We're not saying they're the same. Anyway, what he did was he created an herbal anesthesia from a mixture of cannabis, hemp, and wine. Almost 2,000 years before the Western world. Yeah, that'll loosen someone up. Here, have some of this. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, for real. You'll feel much better. He called his uh, invention Mafisan. Uh, this allowed him to perform operations that would have been impossible otherwise at the time. Mafisan. Impossible. Yeah. Other, or, and a king would eventually imprison him, execute him, and burn his texts, including his recipe. Barum, why? Don't be smart. <laughs> don't be smart, yeah, yeah. no, I mean... Or just don't flaunt your smartness in the face of dumb people. I feel like that's <laughs> been pretty common, you know. Uh, I feel like Galileo was imprisoned. The forward thinkers of the world, people don't want to hear their messages a lot of the time. Some I'm would call them conspiracy theorists. Uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> some have been called heretics. Some have been thrown in jail and hung. In those times, if the word conspiracy theory yeah. or conspiracy theorists existed, they would be labeled as such. I, I agree. I disagree. I agree. I, would, I think conspiracy theorists the whole other animal. I mean, we don't we don't even throw conspiracy theorists in jail. So being a heretic is much worse than being a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, probably because they are. Didn't right? didn't we talk about this on the podcast though that like the word conspiracy theory was invented <laughs> by the government CIA during to, JFK to basically throw people off of the truth. Yeah, to disenfranchise or you know. I just wonder what this guy did necessarily that would get him imprisoned, killed, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you didn't have to do anything. I he guarantee you just... had to do with money. Or... I, I just assume maybe he was, like, uh, testing <coughs> on humans, you know? Like, he's got oh, some no. theories. Maybe if I crack open a skull and stabby stabby, they'll do... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it might, you know, all of his good stuff might have made it to the records books, but, you know, he tried this some man, more fringe things. This man created anesthesia 2,000 years before the Western world, and you think his methods were open up the skull and stabby stabby? <laughs> Not <laughs> Give him a little credit, okay? Yeah, the sleepy, sleepy, <laughs> and the stabby, stabby. I feel like his discoveries must have challenged the the powers in place to the point where they were gonna like lose money from his discoveries, or somehow it was going to challenge what they already had in place. That's mm -hmm. generally why yeah. they fucking do that shit. I mean, when you go back that far, it can be a <laughs> lot less rational than what you're talking about. Like it could literally be like. This guy's full of demons. We got to kill him, you know, or it could be any kind of ancient antiquated ideal that we or people could be know. looking at his um, his work as like miracles or something like that. And then sure. you start taking, a, you know, religion gets involved and they're like, oh, that's. Right, this like, is against our religion. I don't need to pray to God. I just need to go see this guy. He'll heal my athlete's foot. Yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah, have that. I mean, exactly. <laughs> or it could just be a change in regime where, you know, one yeah. king wanted the wanted to hurt the other king or yeah, when, you X, know, Y, Z. That's the way to, like, uh, truly uh, rule over a people is kill all the smart ones. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that was certainly the uh, idea of Pol Pot. Hmm? Anyway, next on the list is Sir William Brooke O'Shaughnessy. Oh, oh that looks like an that. O'Shaughnessy. From 1808 <laughs> to 1889, this guy was rocking physicianhood. And he was well known for his scientific work. And also, some sick money yeah, jobs. I was going to say. <laughs> some powerful money jobs. Definitely. <laughs> his cheeks don't get cold. <laughs> 
Or his uh, jawline, I should say. <laughs> he worked for the East India Trading Company for uh, seven years. And during his time in India, he discovered cannabis there. I don't know why, but like in my mind, I relate the East India Trading Company to like... Pirates of the Caribbean. Is oh, is that why? I was just going to say just bad people. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh my God, Pirates of the definitely, Caribbean. <laughs> definitely represents colonialism and... Yeah. yeah, they were the biggest trade route for a while. So you're going to get East Indian Trade Company a lot whenever you're talking about the turn of the... 18 or 18 to 19th century slash yeah. giving uh, indigenous peoples like diseases and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a period where industrialization industrialization is happening. Yeah. People are going further. They're getting to places uh, that they've never been before. So yeah, it's only natural, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Dr. O'Shaughnessy he was known for developing that cannabis that he discovered in India into treatments for muscle spasms, vomiting, and diarrhea. His successes would, excuse me, his successes would encourage other Western doctors, and by the 1840s, marijuana was widely available, thanks mostly to O'Shaughnessy. Well, he was definitely Yay. onto something, because we now know that those effects are accurate. Yeah. Like, they've been proven to be truthful. For sure. I mean, the government wouldn't say that. <laughs> but I mean, this guy lived out his life. He, I mean, the state government says that. Yeah, the, the state. Well, because the people are saying it enough to the know, point where, like, we yeah. live in the yeah. state yeah. government says that. Just the federal state. government. Yeah. And definitely worldwide, for whatever reason, cannabis. Yeah, I feel certain, like definitely certain. We found out maritime law hates cannabis. We're like, what? Oh, yeah, because maritime? One of our I thought you shows could do whatever you wanted deck. out at sea. We <laughs> were watching Below Deck, and, you know. Someone had a vape pen, and it was and like, like, oh, vape pen! Yeah, it was really bad. Like, oh, to no. the point where they told a story where they, I think they were saying they were, the boat was coming from, like, Jamaica or somewhere like somewhere that. Somewhere in the Bahamas. And there was one joint found on the boat, and the fucking boat was seized. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to Like the, the captain was like, is that serious? You know, like if I allow it to be on the boat or if, you know, as soon as I find out about it, I have to do something because the, we literally get the boat seized. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. That's, yeah. You know, think twice, all you millennials who are about to move on to sailboats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maritime law is not as free as... We had been told. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at that time, marijuana was like in every pharmacy across the country. You could get it for in tincture form for a bunch of different ailments. Is this the same time period as heroin is doing its thing? And yeah. cocaine right, tincture? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no regulation on most stuff and at cocaine. this time. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Think the Wild West. 1840s. Next on our list... Some people we all know and love, the ancient Greeks. Oh. Yes, this is my peeps. You certainly love them if you're in the Western world because they're our basis for literature and science and maths and there et cetera, et cetera. They were a voice for small penis men. <laughs> well, that means you're intelligent. Yeah, that was what they said. That That's why all the statues have small members because the smaller the member, the more intelligent you were. Yeah. No, I think it's more that was the portrait of beauty. A young man would have a smaller... Thing. Okay, I mean, but I guess that could be true. Later in life, they associated the bigger members with older men who had had the okay. stretching and stuff over oh, time. Wow. So I had never that's, heard that. That's why I David that. was presented as the portrait of beauty at that time. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> but in where do regards, we hear this? I don't the remember where we thing. heard that. Um, but yeah, because you know, like. M Men are ruled by their penises, right? Sure. So, like, if you have a big dick, you're, you're just, like... <laughs> Consumed <laughs> by it! Yeah, a, I would just a... assume that that's the per general perception, is that, you know, if you're not focused on such a large member, then you are got to be thinking that they're, like, full of wisdom or something. <laughs> <laughs> or just, sure that was fucking made it's everything on the inside. Or just, you know, they're not Great getting attention from the ladies, so they're not going out. They're staying at home, reading studying, more, studying. Right, exactly. <laughs> I do not think there is a correlation to penis size. And we'll look it up on DuckDuckGo later. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a separate mystery. Stay tuned for our Patreon. Exactly. <laughs> 
So anyway, the ancient Greeks, their society was from 700 to 480 BCE. Various Greek writers spoke of marijuana. They used it for different medicine, medicinal purposes, including nosebleeds. What? Earaches and tapeworm eradication. Oh. I wonder if they, you know, it's like, how do you how do you take it for a nosebleed? You just shove right. like a nug up there? Like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That'll work. Exhale through your nose. <laughs> Maybe the smoke can could in that time it was something that would dry out the canal. Okay. The nose canal. I feel like doesn't that make it bleed more if you have a dry nose? Maybe. No. Maybe know. they put some oil up there with cannabis and it like soothed it or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah I don't know specifically. Maybe you just smoke so much you don't care, you got a bloody nose. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So I'm true. covered in blood, yeah, but at okay. least I'm high. <laughs> what I'm worried about now are funyuns. Right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Am I lightheaded because I'm bleeding out or is it the weed? <laughs> I don't know. Shut up, man. I'm trying to watch Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the show, the real city, right? <laughs> you think they're going to open up that fucking horse anytime soon? <laughs> Next up on the list is someone we've been talking about a lot on the show. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Nice! Hey, we know that guy pretty we goddamn well. Right? right? <laughs> President of these United States. I love this picture too, by the way. He looks really stoned. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very happy to be there. It's did, basically his Wikipedia. Did you try to find his most stunned looking picture, Rob? Oh, no, I just typed JFK in the Google search pictures. It was just pictures. a beautiful just, miracle. I think this is literally the Wikipedia. And it just happened that every picture was his stoned looking picture. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's probably... He's probably always stoned, just like me, where it's like... Now that's just the norm, you know? No one knows if I am or if I'm not because that's just, I'm just always. That's well, the answer is well, always yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know if you are or not because they just know you are. <laughs> it's to varying degrees of stoneness, they're wondering. I mean, honestly, if you have to be president, I feel like every president should smoke weed just because the amount of stress that you get, you know, like they say like presidents age like a decade in four years or whatever. For sure. If they were just smoking copious amounts of weed, I feel like their hair wouldn't go gray as fast. They would look a little bit more livacious. <laughs> I mean, I would tend to trust the presidents that have smoked weed, so. And continue. To be fair, that's... They got to continue. That's quite a few of them, right? Yeah. I mean, Bill said he did. Didn't yeah. inhale. Yeah, yeah. He inhaled yeah, yeah, yeah. on. And that's the point. Is yeah. to inhale. That's what Obama Which said. It's exactly what yeah. President Obama said was. Wasn't that the point? Uh, okay, so we're talking about JFK, the president with the highest consistent approval rating since World War II. Apparently, uh, he used marijuana to cope with his severe back pain. Yeah, we talked about his back pain. And John F. Kennedy, a biography, it contains a JFK story where JFK smokes three joints with a woman named Mary Meyer. After the third joint, he allegedly said, suppose the, Ru the Russians did something now. Oh. <laughs> Meaning, I've, like I've spent be. 20 minutes smoking these three joints. Yeah. Enough time has passed. I probably have to go deal with some Russian bullshit. Right. I mean, it is the Cold War. The height. The zenith I mean, of the Cold War. They said there are a lot of presidents who admitted to have smoked weed at some time. But JFK has the distinction of, at least according to his biography, this is all alleged, of course. Sure. But according to his biography, and there's some other evidence... He actually smoked during his time in the presidency. And what a chill gangster response is that? Like, you know, like if that was any other guy, they would be shitting bricks the whole time, like freaking out about the situation. But he's, you know, chill about it. He's like, all right, well, yeah. now we got to go take care of some shit. Suppose the Russians did something now. <laughs> <laughs> I might use that every once in a while. After we smoke like four or five blunts, I'm just going to look at y'all and be like, suppose the Russians did something now. <laughs> And then we'll get online and we'll see Vladimir Putin riding a bear or something. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the list is another culture for us, the Scythians. Mm. From 900 to 200 BCE, the Scythians were a nomadic tribes people of Eastern Europe and Central Asia. 
They were fierce warriors known for beheading their enemies and drinking their blood on the battlefield. Damn. Damn. Fucking savages, man. Yes, these are intense uh, warriors for sure. Archaeologists found cannabis and opium residue at ritual sites. The Greek Herodotus wrote that they would throw seeds onto hot stones to produce a steam that no Grecian vapor bath can surpass. Well, I can't imagine that the guys known for decapitating and drinking blood also like to spend their time smoking weed. Seems a little counter. The two does, personalities don't but line opium, up. I guess, makes little maybe more they sense. were yeah freaking the fuck out, and that's <laughs> why they had like the worst trip while on a battlefield, and so that's why they're like drinking people's blood. Well, they used it during ritual sites, so, I mean, you can separate the battlefield from the fighter, if you will. I mean, plenty of people take up arms and go to war, but then they go back to their peaceful farm life afterwards. I I mean, war is in some ways necessary, but yeah, it's (laughs) the beheading and drinking of the blood that's... That's unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> so More necessary sort of, beheading, drinking blood, not necessary. They had some sort of belief, probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. It's a completely different alien culture. Mm-hmm. And it's at a time that was, you know, 3,000 years ago. Sure. There's brutal stuff going on all over the place. Definitely a more low vibe time. I mean, the uh, Rosicrucians and the. Uh, what are they called? The Crusaders were doing justice for horrific oh, yeah. stuff. So. I mean, you can't talk about history without talking about horrifying people. Drinking mm-hmm. the blood. I mean, the pharaohs yeah. were wiping out their enemies. They might not have been beheading and drinking blood on the battlefield, but like, is it really? Right. They were classy yeah. about it. They had it in like uh, <laughs> they were classy. chalices, pinkies <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, and I mean, when the British used to fight, they would do it in neat rows and fire and symmetry and yeah. stuff like that. Like. But that is supposed to be better in some way. No. I'm personally on the side of, you know, if you're going to kill a bunch of people, at least be the guy who beheads (laughs) and drinks the blood so I know, oh, that's that guy. Right. (laughs) Maybe we don't go and get killed by that guy. Exactly. (laughs) We'll stay out of the beheading, blood-drinking neighborhood. (laughs) This culture led to the Mongolian culture. I was going to say, it sounded very much like Genghis Khan and like... And was the... Genghis Khan? Genghis, I think. I'm not totally sure on that. Genghis Khan's son? Genghis Khan? No, didn't they... Wasn't there a thing that like there was a different pronunciation of it or something? Genghis Khan is actually a great game where you pull out these little... (laughs) (laughs) While the monkey is throwing barrels at you. (laughs) I don't think you lost me there. That sounds like Super Mario. Donkey Kong. Uh, Jenga uh, Kong. Jenga and right. Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. These guys are awesome. Stand also, on top of that joke. <laughs> these guys are also the inspiration for the Dothraki from Game of Thrones. Okay. okay. Yeah. Next on the list is Louisa May Alcott. This name may be familiar to you already because she is a feminist icon. From 1832 to 1888, she lived. She was a novelist known for Little Women. She was an abolitionist and a suffragette and the first woman to register to vote in Connecticut. Her short stories featured the use of marijuana and her descriptions suggest an intimate knowledge of the plant. At the end of her perilous play she says heaven bless hashish if it's dreams end like this nice yeah and she also tells the story of two lovers who get stoned and get it on yeah <laughs> in the perilous play that's funny yeah so she's uh definitely known for liking cannabis as well nice yeah and somebody just to know in general an important person but also a weed smoker yeah Next on the list is a man named Francis Crick. He lived from 1916 to 2004. That's a great photo. Yeah. He he definitely strikes me as somebody who has a blunt in his study. Yeah. He would definitely, like, when you come over, he looks at you for a second really thoughtfully, and then he's like, I have a book for you. And then he turns around and grabs one, and he's like, you you should read this. I like like Francis Crick. (laughs) 
He's a scientist and a Nobel <clears throat> Peace Prize winner oh. for discovering the dual helix of DNA. Dope. Him so, and Obama. Basically, <laughs> him and Ob did Obama discover the dual helix? No. Got, both got Nobel Peace Prize. Oh. <laughs> the only two throughout all time. I know. <laughs> Please list several more now. Uh, Bono, um, Malia. <laughs> I don't know. All right, you get you got four of those. More than I do. His name. <laughs> Crick's biography wrote that he experimented with cannabis and LSD. So just the idea that such a brilliant scientist. Uh, was a user of cannabis was a really big deal mm -hmm. because he's someone who you know did great 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 things with his mind and smoked weed he's so analytical he can't just get high he has to experiment with it exactly yeah <laughs> he's like writing a case study as he's smoking the joint <laughs> my mind has only gotten more and more intelligent from smoking weed so I mean I don't think it hurt me but <laughs> I don't know if I've gotten more and more intelligent. I'm not sure. More clever. I'll give myself that. I'm sure your like perspective has widened Mind. or you're more open to like That's probably true. I don't know if that would have been avoidable. You know, because I moved cross country and seen a lot of the world and stuff like that. I'm not a good control study, is my point. Anyway, <laughs> next on the list. Uh, we're getting closer to modern day people. Is Carl Sagan? Yeah, my hero. Famous cosmologist, astronomer, and astrophysicist. If you don't know who Carl Sagan is, he's the reason Neil deGrasse Tyson did the show Cosmos in the last couple of years. He had the original Cosmos several years before that. He sort of made. I don't want to say he made science cool, but he he made science so much more approachable. Uh, and sort of demystified uh, astrophysics. Did he start the turtleneck trend? Nah. I actually think he wore the first turtleneck. Hold on. <laughs> he was yeah, inspired yeah. by the cosmos. <laughs> I want to say that it might have been um, uh, Steve Jobs might be necessarily the reason why he's wearing a turtleneck. Oh, really? Steve Jobs liked to wear the same outfit every day. He, like, basically crafted a style and then stuck with it. Mm -hmm. And, it, like, I read his book, and he talked about how he, like, got this professional guy to come in. And basically, he said, this is what you will wear. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he just stuck with it. Wow. Forever because it was, like, so simple. And no. Get a second opinion. Bro. <laughs> no. It's like the oh. emperor's new robe. It's just like nothing. So it's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's like, oh, yeah, yes, it is beautiful. He's just a famous nudist after yeah. that. <laughs> Shows up at tech conventions totally nude. <laughs> I mean, I thought you'd be on board with that, Ariana, being, I'm you know, feng shui and all. everything. It's I, like I so don't minimal. Some tradition came in. I don't think that's feng shui. Um, in my opinion. I mean, I guess it... It, cu it cuts. It does. It feels soulless. Like it's about expressing yourself, and also like when you wear colors, it like Activates. that's how your chakras uh, work. They like absorb color from the environment. So like when you wear colors, like you affect your energy and stuff. So the fact that you would wear the same color every day, the same thing every day, mm. I would not recommend that. He did die of cancer, so. Maybe yeah. there's something you think to that's that. because you wore all black every day. I mean, if you're saying, like, you know, the body the bo uh, attacked I mean, itself. All illness is, is like from your outer layers of energy, and then it like finally comes down to your physical body. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to Carl Sagan. In 1969, 35 year old <laughs> Carl Sagan wrote an essay under the pen name. Mr. X, talking about the insights he received while smoking weed and the importance of its legalization. The, nice. The public did not learn it was his essay until three years after his death. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, Carl Sagan, big pothead. <laughs> I believe Talked it. about the importance of its legalization. I mean, come on, all potheads love space. Those posters we were talking about around uh, Queen Victoria's yeah. bomb, mm -hmm. those are going to have space. some space motifs <laughs> going on. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it gets you in touch with like your original being because I feel like throughout history, cultures have been fascinated with space and like pondering the, the whatevers and the rat race kind of takes you out of that. It forces you to like ponder on what the fuck you're going to do tomorrow to pay the bills or whatever instead of like pondering the purposes or what could be or what is or, sure. you know, doing the more profound thinking i mean yeah, you don't have to do anything other than smoke weed when you're smoking weed so it's like a time that you can actually just put you know rest and yeah Yeah. be present and you know maybe it's just there's a connection between people who have a lot of time on their hands and people who smoke weed (laughs) (laughs) i mean i would definitely not say that i have a lot of time on my hands i mean people who smoke cigarettes (laughs) you know they there's like a statistic that they take so much time off of work for smoke breaks or whatever yeah. and how it's unfair to the non-smokers or whatever. So I would say those people have more time to waste than mm-hmm. pot smokers. Because I'm constantly doing shit, even like if While I'm smoking. smoking weed, like, yeah. I guess not when I'm with my friends. Like when I'm with my friends smoking, I'm like spending time with I don't with think anybody's sure. hanging out with their friends, like also filling out an essay. Usually. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if you're in college or something, sure. <laughs> but I mean, usually you're not in that. I'm fairly useless smoking weed. I can't really do like... Really? Yeah, oh, pretty, like, I, I think that's reading yours. a book. I'm doing work. I'm cleaning. I'm doing literally everything. I think sometimes that's you just resigning yourself to that too. Yeah, I, I mean, like gun to my head, I can probably do a lot more than I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> get up and go. <laughs> well, and also if you get into this mindset that I can't do anything while I'm stoned, you create this pattern of like I'm not going to do anything while I'm stoned. And so you just continue not doing anything. But if you maybe like tried whatever it is, critical thinking, cleaning your house, et cetera, you sort of get into the vibe of I can get high and clean my house. And then it's easier each time Mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. I think a great progression is to go hiking while you're stoned because, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, you stoned, you're stuck in a chair, you're not going to do anything. But like going on an adventure mode while stoned, that's yeah. where it's at. Yeah, for true. sure. I can definitely get down with that. Or a bike ride. Yeah. Or, you know, go outside. Just get outside and get in the yeah. sun. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you want to do. But I feel like that's also you being pr- more present. Like that, again, sure. like weed helps you be more present like with whatever you're doing. Right. You appreciate colors because they're mm-hmm. more vibrant. Or maybe you're just paying attention. Like the air is always smelling sweeter. <laughs> feeling fresher. Yeah. I mean, I used to, when I would smoke weed when I was much younger... And even when, uh, like, into college sometimes, you'd have, like, just powerful munchies to the point yes. where I remember there was a while where I remembered the list of things I ate one night when I was high because it was, like, an impressive amount. <laughs> <laughs> it was noteworthy. Yeah, there was, like, full bags of chips and, like, entire cans of Pringles and also, like, a half gallon of ice cream. Where did it go? All that stuff in the list. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're a teenager. You can put that shit away. But over time, you realize that a way to manage that where it's like, I'm not going to go full hog. Even if I do have the munchies, I'll just manage it. And I think the only way you do that is getting high and getting used to it and knowing, okay, I can't eat like 10 boxes of cereal or whatever it is. So I think that's true of anything with getting high. If you want to be good at you know, playing baseball while you're stoned. Yeah, you got to put in the hours, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a whole different, like, skill set you're learning, if you will. At least that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I just know, like, I like I practiced uke, and, like, I know when just I'm talking about ukulele for all you pleads out there. The ukulele. In, in case you uh, <laughs> threw you off. <laughs> Uh, but I know when I'm sober, I'm much more proficient than when I've smoked weed and then tried to play. I mean, I can do it, but it's definitely rough. It's like playing with a handicap. That's why you get stoned every time you play, because there is an idea in psychology, which is proven, (laughs) that is state-dependent memory. Mm -hmm. So if you learn something and you're really drunk... Like, for instance, say you forget your keys somewhere or something. Later on, if you want to remember, it's going to be harder to remember when you're sober Mm -hmm. than if you got back into that same state. 
which is true of marijuana, which is true of yeah. any drug. That's why I keep smoking weed because I'm trying to remember Shit, where my I keys are. <laughs> I learned everything's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you retain it. <laughs> she gets sober and can't walk anymore. We established you're always stoned, so that's why you remember stuff. That's why you're smart. <laughs> You've got it all in there. It's going in stone. It's coming out stoned. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the people from the various reaches of history. We went uh, all the way back 5,000 years wow. to show that marijuana has been around for all that time. And it's been, you know, important to all these different societies. Societies from one side of the spectrum all the way other all the way to the other where you're cutting off heads and yeah. drinking blood. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From ancient Egypt to Carl Sagan. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's the only they, way they could like cope with the PTSD of like doing things such like intense, intense sure. in nature. They're like, bro, we need to do a ceremony and like, you know, fix ourselves a little bit. Yeah, throw some seeds on that hot stone. I need oh, some yeah, of that I sweet was gonna about that did, did, does that mean literal weed seeds like, I'm not totally sure or just like bushels or okay that's what I thought too like it could be just like I figured, bushel of weed or whatever I figure that's a that's a lost in translation a translation kind of thing gotcha. I had tongue tied today mm -hmm. uh, but I figure he interpreted as seeds but they gotcha. probably threw more stuff on the rock I gotta figure yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. we did that one Remember y'all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had you had that all that like junk weed or whatever. Oh, the, yeah. the junk weed. <laughs> that unfortunate spoiled weed. Yeah. yeah. But it was fun. It was fun to fire. toss it on a fire. I'll say that. We yeah. had we what? got the neighborhood high. We had a quarter pound, which my friend Alex got mistakenly delivered to his dress. <laughs> and there was a quarter pound of weed inside. And he kept it in the storage thing for so long that it was all spoiled and rotten. So there was no smoking it. So we put it on a fire. It was fun. And it, it was, was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, was. it felt very like uh, hedonistic, that I guess. Where it was just like, ha ha, burn the weed. Yes. <laughs> we do not care for this. Another handful. <laughs> Throw it on. We'll bathe in the smoke. More grapes, more wine. Stop the orgy! Nice. <laughs> uh, at that, you wake up and you look around and you realize you got so stoned with your friends you passed out in the living room. But the good news is they're passing around a fresh blunt. Nice. And they want you in on it. Nice. For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Ariana. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Know your history, kids. Thanks so much for listening. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First day, stay oh, yeah. Stay the up for the Patreon. <laughs> if you like scientists, more scientists coming yeah. at the Patreon. If you like Carl Sagan on this one. Yeah, yeah this is not Carl Sagan. Uh, I don't know if this guy smoked weed. He probably had to. If he was from Berkeley. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's a definite yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you liked O'Shaughnessy. More scientists coming up next. <laughs> yeah, Patreon. Check it Check out. Check it out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash high mystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.